Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox, one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreaux, film buff. My name is Condra, casual nerd. And my name is Sophie Rowland, a Beagle expert and guest. How appropriate that we have a Beagle expert, because we're here talking about Minute 19 of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Minute 19 begins with Mr. Fox shooting blueberries at a Beagle, and it ends with Kylie with... If you'll excuse my phrase, a chicken between his teeth. <laughs> what do we think of this minute? Where do we want to start? Let's I... start with beagles love blueberries. Uh, and the beautiful symmetry of a beagle eating a blueberry. And just the alliteration as well. Beagle? Do you mean the symmetry of the shot? Yes. Okay. Yes. So going back, we commented in the beginning kind of about how these are very square shots and you've got the nice silos in the background of this one. So even though it's dark, there's... Those aren't silos. Those are like chicken houses. Same idea. They very well could be silos, though. They have the same shape as... No, the silos in the background. Like, there's the chicken houses and then there's also silos, like, in the air. okay. I was... In the shot of the beagle, there's chicken Chicken house 16 and 17. Yes. And then there's more things in the background. Okay. Well, we have beagle expert Sophie Rowland with us. Sophie Rowland, do beagles love blueberries? So, I can't say that they love blueberries specifically. My experience with beagles is they will eat anything. I'm actually surprised at the length of time it took the beagle to approach the blueberry. I don't know that that was very realistic, (laughs) though artistically I support it. Okay. So, we have Mr. Fox shooting blueberries... With tranquilizer in them, yeah, down from a tree with, over a using fence. a straw. Using a straw, yes. I don't know if foxes can use straws. Yeah, I wonder. Do they have lips? Do they have the sucking ability to use a straw? Where did he find the straw? Is my question. They have like human things. True. I mean, they, he's wearing a pocket. Like he has a pocket watch. <laughs> touche. Touche. First of all, I love Kylie. I'm going to probably say this every every single minute he's in. But he's just so supportive and so thoughtful. Finding a way around the seemingly impossible situation that they're in. And then the mystery of how did they enter that shot? Because you see, you watch them through the open shot and they just appear from the side. Yes. So they come across a heavily fenced-in area, and one of the, one of my favorite gags that you kind of forget every time you watch the movie, as Kylie goes, just like, why don't we go that way where there's no when there's no guards, and they just kind of yeah, they just hop in that way. They appear, um, which is great. Also, bringing up so you see you mentioned building sixteen earlier. You see building sixteen and seventeen, and then it jumps to twenty four through thirty four, and <clears throat> this does not show the end of. The building. So, how many buildings does Bean have? At least seven. Correct. Also, sorry, I'm jumping around a lot this this minute, but that was a very large blueberry. It yes was a very large blueberry or a very small beagle. Yes. Por qué no los dos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, um, just because I always mention the music, you have interestingly this score is not in the soundtrack specifically. But, yeah. Yes. But there's some very nice snapping. It's very rhythmic, at least in the beagle blueberry part. It shifts when they start running away to yes. a little more jaunty banjo-y kind yeah, of. Yeah, after the beagle eats the blueberry and Mr. Hawks is happy, he does his trademark. <whistles> that wasn't that good. That wasn't that good. Uh, and then 
the yeah the little banjo music comes on yeah and it's very happy and celebratory yeah jaunty he's so excited when it works he's very surprised there's there's like a moment of surprise he, he's like he says something about the master plan working mm-hmm. i get the sense that he maybe just guessed about the blueberry from his surprise it's very possible. I'm very <laughs> dubious that Mr. Fox actually knows what he's doing all that often. And, I think that's um, just a character trait of him. Yeah. I, I think that while he was once practiced very well, he's a little rusty. I'm pretty sure, I mean, there's always been dogs as an obstacle for him, so I'm pretty sure he, at some point he knew how to get around dogs. But beagles specifically. I don't know. My comment about the beagle is that sneak preview of Isle of Dogs? Oh, maybe. We, yes, yeah, so listeners, before the recording of this, it was, re- it was recently announced that uh, Wes Anderson would be making another stop motion film, or it was going to be released soon. Um, Isle it's of- coming out next month. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> um, We're recording this in February, and it comes out in March. Well,. There's been a there's, preview. I know. It's just been a while since I've seen it. So, but there's a new stop motion animation. Which features dogs. So, maybe and he is enjoying the small critter category. More specifically, the dog category. And based on the design of this dog, I'd say it's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's a similar... It, it, get, it shows the precursor to what will come in the future with Isle of Dogs. Yes. Sophie, do you have any other comments? On the beagle or anything I, else? I did appreciate that, and I don't know if you talked on this on your podcast about this before, but that the foreground when they're running after they've successfully taken out the beagle, they have the foreground and the background moving at different speeds, like it should. Oh, I did not notice that. The fence moves faster than the chicken coops. I noticed that. But I did not know how to describe it. <laughs> oh, what magic! Yeah, I'm gonna note. I'm gonna note the eyes of the beagles and then the chickens. Yes. Well, we don't really get to see much of the chickens. I would say we only see like half a second of the chickens. Okay. So we'll leave the chicken talk till tomorrow. But the eyes of the beagle, when he passes out, become stars as opposed to X's. So he's still alive. Yes. I think X's denote dead, and stars denote passed out. We have. Have we seen? Oh yeah, the squabs were, in the very beginning. There were dead be- squabs in the very beginning. Okay, that's right. And then Kylie's had the swirly eyes a couple times yes. already. Yes. So it's uh. it's a little surreal, little expressionist yes. in, with the eyes. Yeah, I also appreciate that Kylie keeps uh, Mr. Fox on track, and you know keeps him from fangirling over Christopherson for a minute, <laughs> as uh, some might fangirl over Adam Rippon. Or, <laughs> you know, he's like a professional Olympic level. Yeah. Or is. even <laughs> fangirl over Christofferson, which True. I have been known to do on this show. Um, I'm Aren't huge, we all? Uh, I mean, Christofferson is perfect. He is. You're not wrong. I try. Uh, no, I noticed that too, that the Olympic level. Well, usually professional and Olympic level actually aren't compatible. Mm. Usually professional and Olympic level, I don't know which one is higher. I think Olympic level? Uh, there's something about the Olympics that just really is the epitome, though you often notice that professionals are not in the Olympics for a variety of reasons. So maybe it's professionals? Like, for example... Well, the- Olympic sports have different 
groups than professional sports. But like the hockey, like hockey, for example, this Winter Olympics. So we're recording this in 2018, Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang. There's no NHL player in it. Yeah. And that's in part because of the schedule of the NHL that they can't. And then also there's this limitation on having professional athletes in the American League competing in the Olympic Games, which I'm not 100% sure why. Yeah, as opposed to the Summer Olympics where the NBA players just go ham. So good. (laughs) This is kind of an action-packed minute, so there's not a lot of dialogue to discuss. But I guess we can talk to our guest Sophie. Sophie, what are your thoughts on this film overall? Do you remember when you first saw it? It came out in 2009. Yeah. Did you see it in the theater? I did not see it in the theater. I think Condra may have been the first to introduce me to it. Yes. I know I have a copy of the DVD because of Condra. Bequeathed to me from her. It's just a fun film overall. And just... I know you guys have a cuss count. And I love that. Because I just... Cussing is such a classy way to cuss. And to say what... Reminds me of what to heck. And such phrases. How are you on the Mr. Fox, Felicity Fox divide? Where, where do your allegiances lie? I, hmm. And so consider, we're only at minute 19. Yes. So Mr. Fox is still May flawed. not be redeemed. Yes. It is yet unclear if he is redeemable. I would probably side with Felicity Fox. Okay. Also, in terms of the voice actors, I would side with Meryl Streep over George Clooney. So well, that's yes. an element. Yes. I guess my question is, how sympathetic of a character do you see Mr. Fox as being? Are we rooting for him throughout the movie, or are we kind of rooting for him to change rather than for him to succeed in his master plan? Well, it's hard because there's, I think, you can see him against the farmers, in which case you're definitely rooting for him. But then in terms of him versus a better version of himself, you don't want his current not-as-great version to win overall. Yeah, I would say, and I just watched The Incredibles, and I don't know if we've made this comparison before, but Mr. Incredible... No, we haven't, and I I love it! (laughs) It has a very similar character arc where he wants to relive the glory days, Mm. but doesn't realize that his family is his greatest adventure. Uh, Precious. (laughs) And Mr. Fox is very similar. I think I'm trying to decide which one is more more sympathetic of a character. I'd say on the surface, Mr. Incredible is. Mm -hmm. I I definitely see where you're going, where there's this difficult balance of Mr. Incredible probably being a more likable character. Mr. Incredible is, by definition, a superhero, and he, like, the glory days he wants to relive is helping people. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mr. Fox wants to steal chickens, which is eh, illegal, sort of. It, it's very unclear on this animal world whether it's illegal or not to steal from humans. I was going to say, what what are the forest court's rulings on this? And this is something we'll probably get to later um, with, actually, just after this this stealing but it is very unclear whether animals look poorly on human like stealing from humans versus stealing from other animals which isn't addressed very much in the movie at all but felicity makes some comments in a few minutes about the surprise save it 
I know. It just occurred to me. Why are the beagles not sentient like the critters are? All right. This is something that we're having trouble with because (laughs) the squabs were also not sentient. Yeah. And the chickens aren't sentient. And the chickens aren't sentient. Beagles. And beagles are small mammals, which is the criteria. But beagles aren't critters. Critters is a very, like, it's very, like, English idea of, like, foxes and rabbits and badgers and... So you're Narnia creatures, basically. Uh, I was going to say, like, wind in the willows, but that's, like, frogs and stuff, Yeah, there are no amphibians in this. There are no amphibians. There are no reptiles. I wonder if the distinction is more domesticated versus undomesticated. Oh, yes. Does being domesticated make you... Not sentient. Not sentient. Because that seems to be... The divide that I've seen, because it's not by species. Oh, Sophie may have cracked the code. <laughs> but you're well, welcome we as your resident biologist. Hello. Well, we have no, because we see sheep. Or no, I guess sheep. What? No, there's a uh, there's that other rabbit. No, I guess that one's sentient too. No. I've always pondered like how domesticated are things like chickens. That is true. Are are what? chickens domesticated, Sophie? They are definitely domesticated in the sense of. In the same sense that cows are domesticated. They're only certain... They're not domesticated to the point of pet, but they are still domesticated to the point of we control them and they generally follow, like... We can use them for our own purposes as opposed to living out in the wild. I'm trying to think, like... So, cow... But cows, hypothetically, can live out in the wild? Cows haven't lived out in the wild for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Chickens, I... Sure, there are plenty of wild chickens in the world. I guess my question is, how different would how different do wild chickens and obviously chicken, ch- chickens that are cooped up all day aren't? Are, I would say are much more domesticated than like yeah. if you had free range chickens. Like, how different would they behave? Yeah, it's hard to compare nowadays too with like genetically modified chickens. Yeah, yeah, like they're domestic. And we don't know if Bogus Munson Bean have any GMO in. It's unclear. I mean, if we're going on the idea that this movie takes place in the 60s or 70s, no. Um, not in the not. sense of Although Bean, been bread. Bean yeah. did invent his own species it, of, of chicken and apple. So it's very possible this is... That a, there's but that, some sort of genetic modification. But not... But not... To the idea that we think of genetic modification in today's yeah. sense. Yes. It's the old sense of genetic modification. Like Good old men- breeding. Like Mendel. <laughs> Selective yes. breeding. Those peas... Yeah, yes. <laughs> good work. <laughs> your your, your high school science teacher is proud. <laughs> Thank you. For the listener at home, I just put my fist under my chin and smiled. And he did it again for you too, listeners. He's really helping your listening it's a, game. Today. It's a non-visual medium. <laughs> yes, it is. So, Sophie, do you have anything else? I think that's it for me. No more beagle talk. I think there is a beagle later in this film. There is a beagle later. Is it the same beagle? No, it's the rabbit beagle. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Rabbit beagles are just sad. Chandra, do you have anything else? I do not. I talked about the snapping in the soundtrack, and that was not in the music. That's really all I wanted this episode. Yeah, it was weird because it was an action-packed minute. You have them running, and you have the shooting the blueberry. The only real dialogue is the... Is the let's how do we get around this trap and then it's but it's all a gag for mm-hmm. let's let's just go around it yeah so it's not really d- developing any character other than just reminding us that Kylie's Mr. Fox awesome. Mr. Fox is obsessed with Christopherson and might end up inviting him to a future mission and Kylie is absolutely delightful. All right, let's wrap things up. We gotta go see Black Panther. 
What up? Woohoo! This has been Fantastic Minute. You've been listening to Minute 19. My name is Tyler Boudreau. I am Condra. And I am Sophie Rowland. Do, we, ha- do we have anything to plug? Sophie. I do. I have recently started a science blog, if you want to follow that, at sophierowland.com. S-O-P-H-I-E-R-O-W-L-A-N-D. And follow me at SciSophie on Twitter. You can follow me at Tyler Booty on Twitter. That's T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Or you can follow Fantastic Minute at Amateur Nerds. You can also rate, review, and subscribe us. We are very excited to be on Apple Podcasts now. And please, please, please rate, review, subscribe. It helps us get more listeners. Yes, especially if you're listening on iTunes. You should be able to do it in like 30 seconds. Just give us that rating. Five stars, please. If, if you're enjoying what you're hearing. And if, you, if, not, if you're this far into the podcast, you're probably enjoying what you're hearing. So give us those five stars. We hope you have a fantastic evening. Fantastic.